back to school more tomorrow that we just continue to shine our light for you, Lord, and just help keep us safe. Amen. Amen. All right, so let me tell you about my family. First of all, my vegan sister cried at every activity we did. So I'm not going to say every day because it was multiple times a day. Like we went to dinner and she cried. Uh, we went to lunch and she cried. Um, no, we gave her a gift and she cried. So that was fun. I don't know. Probably because she doesn't have protein and she's weak. So anyway, it, it was terrible. And then my other sister, who's 28, decided that she wanted to go to Laha and then order um, something that they don't have. Uh, so the guy... You just give me something like rice and beans and vegetables and queso and like something like that. And the guy just stared up. <laughs> like the guy like does not speak very good English, you know? Like he speaks restaurant English, you know, like restaurant Spanish is... More queso, por favor. Okay, restaurant English is like all he can say is like number two, you know. And so she's like, I want rice, vegetables, queso, and like something else, you know. She's like, and and mix it all together and put queso on top, and that's what I want. And he's like, vegetables, <laughs> right? And I'm like. Charity, you are explaining a rose con pollo. That's like her favorite thing to eat. She's like, but I don't want chicken. I'm like, then say, I want an a rose con pollo, no chicken. She's like, no. And so then she went and told him. And then this guy brings her rice and beans. And she's like, ugh, this is not at all. And she just complaining, complaining, complaining. And I'm just like, <laughs> right? Like, good grief. Y'all are the most difficult people. Meanwhile, my vegan sister... She's decided she didn't want to eat. Not not here. So she sat in the corner and drank her little drink and didn't eat anything because she wanted to go to Barberitos. But then she didn't go to Barberitos. They got an Impossible Whopper on the way home. This is telling how the twins are going to be in the future as they are growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have... We have no, zero, zero guest rooms and zero guest beds, okay? So we had two people on blow-up mattresses in the twins' room. We had my dad on the sofa, and then two more people on the sofa downstairs, and then my brother. We were out of sofas, okay, at this point. So my brother made himself a bed. He took the back cushions off the sofa and, like, laid them in a row. Okay, then he took the cushion off of my Ikea chair and laid it on top. Then he took a pillow top cover and wrapped it all like a burrito. Okay, (laughs) then he put a comforter on top and then he was like, now I'm afraid I'm going to fall off. So he took the coffee table on one side and put it together. And then he took the foot of the ikea chair and put it on the other side then he was worried that it was too sharp so then he put more cushions on either side and it looked like he was sleeping in a coffin okay and so he was just like because there was literally like this much room and he was just like (laughs) in his little makeshift coffin bed Yeah, because I watched him do it. 
popcorn? I'm like, this is hilarious. So anyway, that's how my whole weekend went. The only place that I wasn't disturbed was the bathroom. So they probably thought I had extreme diarrhea because I just sat in there for hours. I do that. Anyway. Well, tonight, okay, tonight, we're going to talk about expectations versus reality. I'm going to give you guys a good little warm-up, okay? Expectation. Leah and I bought a humidifier for the girls, for the twins' room, okay? Do y'all know what a humidifier is? It makes the air watery. Yes, it's like that that big tank that like shoots out liquid, right? Like vapors in the air. Makes the air humid. So we got one for Luke. It's like this big. And it shoot, you know. So we ordered one on Amazon. And we get the box and I'm like, something is not right. Okay? Because the box is like it's like this big. I'm not even lying. Okay? And I'm like, oh no. And so then we open up the humidifier and it's like this big. Like the tank, the water tank is like this big. And then like the actual piece is this big. So we were expecting a giant humidifier to, you know, help the twins. And instead we got a package this big. It was great. Okay? Or maybe you want to make an Elsa cake. On the left, you have the expectation, and on you on the right, you have <laughs> the one on the left is actually a cake, which is amazing. That's that would be me. I'd be like, I can do this. <laughs> or let's say you're like. You see a mannequin in a store wearing something, and you're like, dude, that looks like a really cool fitted shirt or a really nice-looking tight sweater. I'm going to get it, and I'm going to look good. <laughs> Expectation <laughs> in reality. Whenever I find a tight shirt, that's how I think I'm going to look. And then that's typically what I feel like, and then I throw it away. Well, I give it away. Okay, girls can probably sympathize with this next one more than guys. When you're crying, yeah. you think you look like, oh, mm, no, a single tear. Yeah. yeah. And guys, if you've never seen the one on the right, you will. <laughs> or maybe you're like, you want to get a new haircut, and then this is what you expect. <laughs> the guy on the left, right? Oh, no. <laughs> Bree, we, we'll talk later, okay? <laughs> All right, so sometimes our expectations of things do not match the reality of them. Does somebody have an, a great example of this? Maybe it's a gift you thought you would receive. Like, I'll give you an example. My sister wanted a blanket. I don't trust myself to get her a blanket that she would like. Okay, but what, orange? Okay, yeah. Whatever, whatever. So I got her a $25 gift card, and I'm like, she can get the blanket she wants. And I give her the blanket, she goes, so thoughtful. Threw it down, and then wept. I was like, 
I'll take it back. <laughs> you know, like, like we, we need the money. Uh, so anyway, uh, so what is a time that your expectation did not match reality? Jake, do you have one? So you know those pictures on the menus of, like at restaurants? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. Or like you see like all of the all of the vibrant condiments like stacked up and then you get it and you like open it up and there's like one dried tomato ring. Yeah. Yes. So last Christmas my sister my sister loves LOLs. There were these two giant boxes on the couch. I'm sorry, what? She likes what? What the there were these toys called LOLs and there was this doll house. I've never heard of them. Wow. Not great. Yes. What is? What? Why did he blind you? It was, <laughs> it was like, if she says no, she can't get away. That's okay. Both my parents did it. All right, yes. Last two, first Chloe, then you. Okay. Oh, you know Sorry. Yes, Chloe. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right, yes. So the sophomore year, I went a little crazy. <laughs> I cut my hair. And I was expecting myself, you know, you know, I got short hair, but I could pull it off, right? No. <laughs> I looked like this 10-year-old little boy. I said, hey, There was one that I cut out that was, like, expectation. It was, like, all these cute girls with little pixie cuts. And then it was, like, reality. And it's, like, this guy with a bowl cut and buck teeth. He's, like... <laughs> I should have left it in there because it's exactly what you just said. Oh, and what made it worse is I was like, Mom, maybe it's my eyebrows. You know, maybe they're just too oh. thick. So I was asking her to flax them for me, and she took them off. I think I had a tan line where my eyebrows used to be. I was like, thanks, Mom. And it was picture day the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the bathroom stall and cried instead of going to pictures. <sighs> Good grief. You know, sometimes, all right, there's another time that you, like, as a parent, you expect your child to go into a Verizon store, get a good deal, and in reality, they walk in and panic and leave in five seconds. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, are you just hearing about this? She's never going to be an adult. No, they're all intimidating. They're all in suits, and I went in, and I was like, nope, and just walked out to my bad parking lot. 
Anyway, okay, we're going to talk about Christmas and expectations versus reality. So if you have a Bible, turn to Isaiah 9. If you don't have a Bible, we have some on the counter, although they seem to be disappearing. They do. Did you see Isaiah? Isaiah 9, verse 6. This is not at all related to the lesson, but I will tell you, at any, any day now, uh, Leah will bring forth twins. Okay? That's the best way I can say that. Isaiah what? 9-6. Okay, ideally, Leah will not bring forth the twins until December 30th. But if it does happen, youth will continue on the regular schedule. Eric will be teaching a four-week series on Revelation for you guys because a lot of you said, I want to learn about Revelation. I said, Eric, hey, well, Leah told me to say this. You're already teaching it in your college class. Will you come teach it in youth on Sunday nights? And he was like, Sure. So that's going to happen. Also, don't forget, we're doing this book. As Mackenzie noted, today is Luke 1, just like Eric said. Why don't you read the first 24 chapters of Luke? That fits. Two, look, two birds, one Bible stone. Okay? Yes. So if you don't have a book, you can still order one through us, $5 a piece. If you can't afford one, but you really, really want one, come tell me. We'll still get you a book. If you don't have one and you want to participate Wednesday, you just read one chapter of Luke a day, and then you come on Wednesday, and we're just going to talk about it. So you don't have to do anything other than read one chapter of your Bible a day. Okay? So you're going to read Luke 1, 2, 3, and 4. There you go. Nailed it. Good job, guys. Okay, so who's in Isaiah 9, verse 6? Would you like to read it, Bree? Sure. Read it like very... Theatrical. Yes, theatrical. I'll just read it. No. Bree, we need, we need some gusto. Let's go. I don't want... Do it. No one cares. She's turning Bree, gust me. Come on. Uh, just read it. Just read it, Brie. Come on. Oh, I'm so sad. I don't really. Okay. For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Good job. And they narrowed it down to Jesus. Sorry. All right, so this was a prophecy about the coming Messiah, right? This is Old Testament. Isaiah's writing it to the Jews who were in captivity, and he's saying, this is the promised one. This is the Messiah who's going to come take care of everything. Okay? So if we look back, it says, um, a child is born, a son is given, the government will be upon his shoulders. What do you think that means? What? They will stack every person in the government on. Maybe. I mean, like, don't you 
think like maybe somebody who's going to control the government, he's going to carry it. It's not like he's going to be a slave to it, right? So that's what they're thinking. And his name's going to be called, imagine, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. What's the kind of person that you would picture having that, those names? Like a king, right? A prince? Aladdin on an elephant? Okay, Leah gets it. Right? So, so what are you guys expecting to see if you're them? Somebody who's going to... Yeah, take over, rule. Is he going to be weak? No. Right? Is he going to just do whatever the government says? No. Right? If they're slaves to Rome, what do you think this person's going to do? Yeah, right? They're thinking Moses, if we're slaves to Rome, he's going to come free us and then he's going to be the prince of peace. He would set up a new kingdom. Exactly. All right, so this is the Jews' expectation. Now here is a mean Jimmy Kimmel video. This is all about expectations. He'll explain it to you. But basically he says, hey guys, give your kids a Christmas present early, but make it a terrible gift. Okay. How do I full screen this? No, that's like... This is terrible. Here, we'll watch it here. What? What? There you go.
It's over. <laughs> so there's a there's another one where uh, I showed Leah and uh, the they get the kid a potato and like the brother or something else I forget what it was and uh, oh, oh, oh. and the one brother is super mad and he's just like crying and slamming stuff and then all of a sudden you see the kid with the potato like slide in he's like. <laughs> he's like so hype and the mad kid's like well he got a good gift <laughs> and like storms off and I'm like oh that's, that's fantastic <laughs> alright anyway it ties in I promise okay so now let's turn to Luke chapter 2 there's a preview of tomorrow's Bible study you're going to do at home All of them. <laughs> yes, but we're going to skim it. Yes, I am. That's why I just said. Nope, nope, not wrong, wrong skim. All right. 
So in Luke 2, we see verses 1 to 7, it is the birth of Christ. What does that have to do with Christmas? That is Christmas. That, that's literal Christmas. Literally Christmas. All right. So when Jesus was born, well, you know what? Let's read it. Luke 2, what, verses 1 to 7. Who's going to do it? Just one person. We don't need all of you. Carrie. All right, so this is that person that was foretold. The person who's going to free them, be the prince of peace, wonderful counselor, mighty God. Government's going to be on his shoulders. But in this section, what happens? It's a baby. And not only is it a baby, but where's the baby? Yes, in a feeding trough for animals. Okay, not like in a cute little, I don't know what babies used to be born in, you know, but rocker, rocker. yeah, it's not in a rocker, okay, it's in a feeding trough, this little baby, okay, so they were expecting a warrior to come, like in Revelation, like on a horse, come, conquer, destroy, kill, okay, and free them all, and instead... It's a baby. Okay, so you can see how the expectation didn't match the reality. Okay, so if you look at your Bible, let's look at the, what did you call them, subtitles? Yes. Yes. So then we have the shepherds and the angels. So that's the next section. And then Jesus presented at the temple. We're going to read that in 22. It says, when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord skip the parentheses, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Okay, so this is sometime later, and they're going to present him to the temple. So people see him, right? Skip. Verse 41. The boy Jesus in the temple. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, when he went up according to custom, and when the feast had ended, they returned, and the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. So what do we see in these passages? That he was a baby, and then he grew like everyone else does. Okay? So they expected a warrior. They got a baby, and then a toddler, and then a teenager. Okay? So, what happens when people are like, this is the Messiah? Like, what would you feel like if they were like, Zach is the the foretold chosen one 
to save us all. He will be the conquering warrior. We'd all be like, him? <laughs> yeah, right? I'd be like, I saw him not catch a football. I saw him wind up for a big throw and drop it behind him. Right? He literally threw it backwards. <laughs> no, you did it too. I watched you. All right, so here's a little clip from the movie Elf. We're going to watch it tiny. Here, no, we can watch it big. Wait, y'all can't see it. Oh, is it still muted? Unmute! What is it? No, it's not. Where's the cell? Why are you smiling? It's like a smile. Smile is my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite. Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. Time for the announcement. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to Kinda. Oh no. Oh boy. Got it. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. All right. So that is his reaction. Like his reaction. He's like, Oh, Santa! I knew him. Okay. Uh, but it can also go a different way. It can also be like Zach. I know him. Right. And that's the reaction that people had to Jesus, specifically in his hometown. They were like, Jesus? Dude, isn't he from Nazareth? Isn't he like Mary's kid? And when Mary had him, wasn't she like 14? Right? So they're expecting a conquering savior, and instead they get somebody that they grew up with. Okay? The expectation didn't match. But now we have the Bible, so we know how the story ends. But my question, the application today is, how does Jesus still not match what we expect him to be? Ooh. Or is that a thing? So what do you guys think? Yes. We expect him to be on our side, but he's not always on our side. He's on his own. We have to be on his side. Yes. I think there are some people that are like, yes, Jesus, even though he's not here physically, is registered with the Republican Party, <laughs> you know? And like, is he though? You know, because I think a lot of times that's what we expect because that's what some of us are, okay? How, what else do we expect from Jesus? Well, I think when people think of Christianity, they think that like perfection, or like they don't approach it because they know they're not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can't be good enough, right? Yeah. Then I think there's another one on the other side where it's like, 
oh, I'm saved, and now I just want the other sinners punished, right? It's like, I want sinners punished because it's not fair that I have to live right. But actually, Jesus is loving and caring and patient with them just like he was with us before we were saved. Okay, what else? Yeah, that's right. Or like, this is a big one that I always am annoyed by. But like, I feel like Christianity, sometimes we have like the big three sins, okay? It's like don't cuss or drink or have sex before marriage, right? And those are our expectations. But then like as a church, we're like, but divorce, you know, we kind of, we don't talk about that really, you know. <laughs> you know? Oh. Uh, yeah, so it's like uh, divorce or lust or gossip or disunity in the church. Like those are things that Jesus feels very strongly about, but we don't talk about those. Why? Because we do those, right? <laughs> oh boy. You know, so we go after the things that are easy, like you know, what's the number one thing that Jesus hates, right? Gays. Like, no, that's not, like, that's not true. But, like, most people probably think that. You know what I mean? And that's our failure. I think Jesus hates Christians who got divorced. Well, he hates that act more than he hates unchristians who are gay. And I'm pretty sure that's in the Bible. So I think a lot of times we go into the Bible with our expectations, and then we can talk about like, ooh, what Eric loves to talk about, the prosperity gospel, right? Those are people like Joel Osteen who preach, God wants what's best for you, and if you live right, then you'll be rich. Is that in the Bible? No. Yeah. It says you'll be persecuted. So like if you're not, then, oh boy. All right, so... The question then is, how do we fix our expectations to match reality of who Jesus is? How do we do that? How do we look in a mirror? The Bible is our mirror? This is great. Keep it up. <laughs> All right. The Bible is our mirror. So what can we do like this week between now and Wednesday? Read it. Study it. Like maybe the first four chapters of Luke. Yeah. Like I have an example. Okay. Hit us with the example. We know Katie. We know, like, we have the expectation that she is going to be late. Yes. And she's late. Yeah. So if we know Jesus, then we would have the right expectation. Do you get what I'm saying? I do get it. So through the Bible, you get to know him. Today I was there for... For playground. Sorry, that was just an example. No, it's a really good example. I'm not mad. So what, what happens Wednesday when you show up and we're like, all right, let's talk about the first four chapters of Luke, open to chapter one. I've got some questions I want to ask you guys. 
And one of you is going to look at me and say, I didn't read it. And I'm going to say, it was just four chapters and you had 72, what is it? What's after 72 hours? 96. You have 96 hours to read four chapters. And you said, I, I didn't do it. I'm going to say, why? You're going to say, I didn't have time. And I'm going to say Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, how many of you have ever been to Chuck E. Cheese? I have. Okay. You know the routine. You get the coins. You play the games. You get the tokens. Then you go up to the counter, right? And you look at all of the things that you can buy with your tokens and your coins. There's definitely a cricket in this room. All right. And then what do you do? You do Chuck E. Cheese math. Like, what can I get to maximize my tokens? How can I spend them to get what I want? Okay? Yeah, guys, chill. It's a cricket. I'll kill it later. Yeah, so what do you do? Yeah, you play skee ball, you get the most tickets, and then you spend them on whatever you want. You strategize. Okay? Exactly. So what's going to happen is you're going to tell me on Wednesday I didn't have time to read four chapters. And I'm going to say, that's wrong. We all had the same number of tickets Sunday night. And you spent them doing what? Playing games. games, Sleeping. I'm saying you should do your homework, but... Yeah, Disney Plus, Netflix, whatever you want to do. I'm telling you, we all have the same number of tickets. And if we have time to read four chapters of Luke. You definitely have time, okay? <laughs> All right. So, what are we going to read before Wednesday? Luke 1, 2, 3, 4. One, two, three, and 4. So you want us to read it Wednesday morning? Before 6.30. You can do two chapters tonight and then read it at night. Okay. All right, so remember, guys, it's important to know what to expect because when you don't know what to expect, you get things like Joel Osteen. You get things like if Eric is sick one day and somebody different stands in the pew and preaches the wrong thing, how do you know? The only way you know is if you know the Bible. The only way that you don't watch a YouTube video and somebody takes the Bible out of context and like proves that it's wrong, but the whole basis of the argument was flawed, and you don't know that because you've never read it for yourself, that's the problem. So first, manage the expectation by knowing what it says. All right, we're going to break into our small groups, but I haven't given the adults their questions yet, so I'm going to do that now. Yes, Megan. Yes. Well, I think that's well, yes, but I think that's different than like from the Bible, right? Well, yeah, I, I didn't mean the Bible. I was just wondering. I try to go in with no expectations to whatever I'm doing. Okay. Just assume that. I actually despise expectations. I always assume the worst. I kind of when good happens, roughly over as well. I don't like them. I make educated guesses because, like, if there's a dark alley or 
over there, and I go in with no expectations. That's the problem. So I go in expecting you guys to I don't know if that's <laughs> expectations or like preparedness. I don't know. We're getting into a weird section. All right. So we're going to pray and then I'm going to find those questions for the adults that are like maybe in the van. I don't have the key to the van. I get it. If we don't have those questions, we can do the first part of our devotion today right now. Why are they bringing it? No, I don't want to do that. Maybe. Well, if you don't have those questions, what are you supposed to do? We can land. Just tell us what it's all right. Oh, Leah has them. All right. Somebody pray while I get them. Uh, yes. Pray for us.